All right, here we go with episode 35 of Beers in the Lot. Before we get going, got to do some shout outs for our Patreons, especially our new Patreon, one of our buddies we play with, Gooner. Thank you so much for your support, Gooner. I got a pint glass, I got a koozie, I got stickers all coming your way. I'll get them to you to pick up on Sunday. And we got to give a shout out to the Chesapeake Bay Lightning. They are still trying to go bay to bay. So be sure you check out beersandlot.com slash bay to bay to help us help them get down to Tampa. On this episode, we talked about the trades going on at the trade deadline. We touched on Ovi getting closer to Gretzky's goal scoring record. And we talked about just how ridiculous some of Gretzky's records are. And we talked about a few of our embarrassing yet hilarious on ice moments. So here we go. Let's get into beers. I need to open this beer. Yeah, let's do it. Here we go. Slide this beer right on in to the koozie. Our beer's a lot koozie. Eric's already got his in there. Eric's on Team Can tonight. Team Can. Yeah, yeah I don't have there to pour go. this one in a glass. <laughs> what, do you got, what do you got there? It is a Buena Vesa salt and lime lager from Stone. Oh. Continuing with stone. Good. It's very good. Yeah. What do you have, John? I have from Three Floyds Brewing, Gumball Head, which is an American wheat pale ale. Pretty damn good. I'm enjoying it. What about you, Aaron? Team Can. Team Can. <laughs> I've got an Antietam Brewery, Hagerweiss, Hefeweizen. Nice. <laughs> Hagerweiss. <laughs> Hagerweiss. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Hager's patch. Yeah. Up from the patch. Yeah. Yeah. You drink it in Hagerstown. It's a Hager vice. <laughs> it's a Hager vice. <laughs> How about you, Daniel? What you got? So I'm going with Treehouse again because I, uh, what last time I went there, I bought a shit ton of beer and brought it back. And uh, I am drinking a uh, Treehouse Very Green. Ooh, and just green. because I'm drinking it out of a mini boot. <laughs> <laughs> das boot. Nice. <laughs> Team Das boot. <laughs> Team boot. <laughs> we talking about these trades? I guess. Let's have we just talk about how lackluster was this year. Well, it's short season, so you know. Nah, it, there's a lot of fart noise on it. Like Short it's, season. Yeah, but we kind of inspected Flat that, cap. Right? Yeah, short season flat app. No revenues. Yeah. yeah nobody's just, making any money. Who's going to pay for these new people? Well, the one thing, too, with all the trade deadline, Taylor Hall obviously is a big steal, but he said he said it was something to the effect of, and I, I saw it on a blurb from TSN where he wanted to go to Boston and he was happy to choose the fact that he wanted to go to Boston. Buffalo, in a one-year deal, gave him a no-trade clause. So Taylor Hall not only held all the cards in terms of, hey, I'm playing like dog shit, and our team is not doing that well this year. Not only do you have to trade me, but I get to choose where. I just, that's so much, that's so much power he had. And he got to pick a team he essentially wanted to sign with in the summer. They just couldn't figure it out money-wise. Well, we even talked about his deal, like when he was getting signed over the summer. This is him. He this is a proving year for him. Like, he needs to prove that he's worth big money so he can get a, a big contract next time around. 
So in Buffalo, it wasn't happening. And it is odd that he had so much power considering how much he was underperforming, really. But I guess saw the opportunity to go to another team and a team where he can tear it up and he's going to, he's going to get paid. He'll, he'll do great in Boston. And then if not Boston, somebody else will pay him because he's only on a one year deal, right? Deal's done after the season, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's out one year yeah. deal. No move. So he got to pick where he went. The only thing that was interesting about that was uh, when he had his media availability, I guess, once it was announced and he was officially a Boston player, I don't know if he was actually in town yet, but um, he said that he's he was not a very confident hockey player at that time. And right, I I found that very interesting for a player to say that in front of the media and be that open, you know, speaking to how the Sabers have just been terrible and. Really, he's been terrible as well. I mean, the whole team is. Yeah, and he has 19 points. He was expected to go in there and kind of help them uh, as they evolve. It just didn't work out. And so now he's going to a team that, you know, should make the playoffs and should be considered a contender for the that East division. And he's going in there saying, you know, yeah, this move is great. I got to go where I kind of wanted to go anyway. But at this point, I'm not a very good player and I know it and I, I don't mm. feel confident in my abilities. That's, that's interesting. If think about it, if you were Boston and heard that like a day before, would you even want him? Yeah. You'd still do the deal. He's, he's at the, you can't get around the fact that he's talented he's a good, he's a great player. He, and he immediately, so Bo, Boston's a one line team, right? It's, it's that Bergeron Marshan line, right? That's all they right have on. really. So they need secondary scoring. He immediately injects speed and finishing ability onto a second line for them. And so you still do that deal, no matter what he said before or after. Oh, yeah. If You, you can make him confident. If he's Absolutely. got a confidence issue, then you put him on a line with, with Bergeron and Marchand and let him score right. a few and get it back and then move him to the second line. Exactly. I mean, you'll exactly. get him confident again. And And you know what? He's going to an original six team. He puts that spoke B on the front of his his yep. uh, sweater, and I'll bet you he becomes confident real quick. Mm-hmm. Sees he, all the the numbers in the rafters and the cup banners. I bet you he uh, he gets a little bit of confidence back. Yeah. Do you think that one year deal hurts him? Like, do you think like let's say he doesn't get out of his funk? Do, do you think other teams will look at that and be like, well, it was a COVID year. It was kind of different situation. He was on Buffalo. Do you think they give him that kind of money? Or do you think they're like, well, we're going to wait to see what happens another year? I don't know. I mean, you could probably make the argument either way that teams would be like, yeah, we'll give him a break because it was Buffalo and short season or whatever. But then other teams might say, yeah, he was the only guy in Buffalo. He should have been the one putting in the goals. And where was he? And and I don't know. You could you could probably make arguments either way. I think that the one year deal helps him more than it hurts him though. Because if he goes to Boston and does well, then people are going to ignore Bo- or Buffalo and they're only going to see Boston and he's going to get a big deal coming out of Boston because everybody's going to see, yeah, well that's him playing to his potential. Especially since he admitted that he wasn't confident. He was basically saying, 
yeah, I'm playing like shit in Buffalo, but he goes somewhere else and plays with confidence, and I bet you teams see that, and that's all they see. Yeah, my, I can see that. I think my only other issue with Taylor Hall, and I'm not saying this a bad way because maybe it's just the you know the roll of the dice, and I everything he says I seem to like, and he he doesn't rub me the wrong way necessarily, but. Anytime he's been anywhere where he has to either be the guy or there's a ton of media attention, you don't see much of him points-wise and whatnot. I wouldn't say the pressure necessarily gets to him, but it's just like there's nothing for that follow-up, if that makes sense. Like when he got traded from Edmonton, he was, you know, he technically didn't get out the Oilers over the hump into the playoffs. There were other issues there. We get it. Goes to Jersey, lights it up, wins the MVP that year because he just plays so damn well. And then the next season, it's just this, he was somewhat mediocre for his talent level. He goes to Arizona in a short season last year, fizzles out in the first round of the playoffs or play in, however you want to label it. Doesn't do well. And then this year in Edmond, or in Buffalo, he just does, when there's a lot of immediate attention on him again, he just underperforms, not, you know, doesn't do anything. And he has a running mate in Jack Eichel there. There's, there's a little bit of talent. I think that there's a huge asterisk on his time in Buffalo, but yes, as well as a lot of players. <laughs> yeah, lots of players. <laughs> lots of players. <laughs> <laughs> but like you could make the same argument for Eichel. It's like, well, Eichel had Hall next to him, but if everybody's playing like shit, then it doesn't matter who's next to you. I don't know. We'll see. That's really all there is to it. Who knows? Yeah, Rigsby. What about the Caps? They got Anthony Mantha. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> that happened yeah nope. that did happen that i mean i don't think they got better and i don't think they got worse i think they're just different now and i i think which what happened was is you know jacob Vrana had some friction with peter laviolette and you know he got shown the door and that that's it even though he was he's a caps draft pick that was developed in the system they spent a lot of time and he put in a lot of work to get where he was at. He was actually a big factor in the cup run in 2018. Um, maybe it was disappointing in the last two playoffs, but the team was disappointing in the last two playoffs. So I don't know what you could say about him aside from, you know, the whole team was disappointing. And I think this year with Laviolette coming in, that coach wants to play a certain way and Verona's style doesn't fit. And that's what happens. And then they were, I guess the good news story is they're able to dump Richard Panic's trash contract on someone else and basically replaced him with Michael Raffle from Philly for nothing. If you look at it, Detroit took that problem, uh, took Vrana's uh, upcoming RFA status um, for you know some picks basically is what caps had to give up. Um, and then they get Mantha who's a big body that can move, has a great shot. I mean, he was, he had a goal and an assist when I was watching earlier and then I stopped watching to get set up for the show, um, already. And he was contributing like from the first shift, he went in on the four check, uh, got on the D caused a turnover. They had two scoring chances off of that. So I think that's what Laviolette wants to see out of his forward line. So probably fits better than Verona ever would have. And, and Mantha's what? Like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, something like that. Big, he's, big, yeah, thick guy. 
big, yeah. big, tall guy. I think he goes for like 230 or something like that. Um, yeah, big frame, can move. He can get to spots. Yeah, um, he skates then, pretty well. And then when he gets there, he can shoot, and he has great hands around the net. So, you know, I could see it working out. Uh, th- the other thing about that is he's still got three years left on his deal. So um, I think this was more than just a, hey, let's get somebody to replace Verano this year. I think it was, let's get somebody that fits our coaching for the next couple seasons. Do you think also maybe it kind of locks in the cost certainty of the whole the whole team moving forward? Because Ovi's still unsigned, so that's kind of hanging out there. So them having contracts already taken care of probably they'll, helps out. They'll only have, I want to say they'll only have two RFAs at the end of the season, and one of them is Samsonov. Uh, I can't remember the other one, but I, I think it's only two. So when you have a big... You have a big free agent coming up like Ovechkin. Maybe that helps you. It's, it kind of stabilizes your cap situation. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't really care to know either. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing with the Ovechkin free agency situation. They're going to sign him. Like, it's going to happen. They're going to sign him. It, it's probably going to be for four years. That'll get him to the end of the Backstrom contract. Yep. Or the Backstrom extension, and then they'll ride off into the sunset together. That's how that's how the story ends. Four years and done, huh? Yeah. Four more years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I and and maybe hopefully there aren't any more shortened seasons and craziness in in the world that affects how many games he can play in that time, and then he can make a run at the goals record. Yep. Right. Yeah. I think that's, I want to see that. I think that's really the Everybody goal. Everybody wants to see that. Right. <laughs> so if you think, okay, he's, you know, he averages so many a season, then maybe he can get there in that four years. Who knows? Be pretty amazing to see some Gretzky records fall. Yes. That's what I'm looking forward to. Like, is, get, give one it's up. Only, give it's one only up, one right? record. It's only one <laughs> of like 30 that he's got. But <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's kind of the only one semi attainable right now. Exactly. Like even even oh, Connor yeah. McDavid would still have to hit like, like I I saw the math the other day. Like he still Connor McDavid still necessarily needs to play like fifteen more seasons at a hundred and thirty point clip just to like start getting <laughs> like start sniffing kind of that territory. Yeah. And Ovechkin, he's what a hundred and. 80 something points. Yeah, it's almost, like that. he's almost 200 goals away. He's, yeah, it's 200. A little, actually, a little yeah. bit more than 200 goals away at this point. Yeah. So four years. He's still going to need to score at like a 50 per season clip, which is yeah. a lot. But yeah. if anybody can do it, it's this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. How many, how many does he have this season? He hit 20, 20 last week and he just scored one tonight. So he's over 20 for this season i don't know how many games are left but he could hit 30 this season <laughs> that would be yeah that would be on par i think for a 50 goal season and an 80 game season because it's only what 20 games shorter or something like that yeah i don't at 30 25 games shorter something runner yeah i don't know about how the math works i do know this math that i think <laughs> i think if gretzky had scored zero goals 
he still would have had the most points in NHL uh-huh. history. <laughs> yeah, on assists yeah. alone. That's I think that's uh-huh. so I think that's what's Unreal. crazier. Like I think that's the thing that's most insane about it all. Like Gretzky, <laughs> if he had zero goals, he's still number one in points all time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah, Ovechkin will probably go down even if he doesn't break that record considering you know the teams that he was on you know with the caps and the era in which he played well actually he's played in yeah. multiple eras now because with, there have been with some the different way that the goalies are and stuff and the way right uh i think he'll still go down as the greatest goal scorer ever oh, yeah. until yeah. the next person comes along right right yeah um, what about the pens? They got Jeff so, Carter. <laughs> next, moving on. Next, next, next. <laughs> uh, we we've talked. We don't have to hit it super hard. I I don't mind the Jeff Carter. I don't hate it either. I'm kind of lukewarm on the whole situation. Yeah, I mean, my my thing was Kapanen, Malkin, and uh, Tanev have been out, and they're going to get them back at some point. The Pens are still winning without those guys. So like, we're getting three really great guys back. I, I didn't think they needed to do it. I mean, they didn't really give up much for him. Maybe he provides something in the playoffs. Maybe he doesn't. Yeah. I mean, who knows? <laughs> it's kind of like a whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right. I liked, I like what Eric said though about it when Hextall came out and he goes, well, this is a guy who's won two Stanley cups. He'll bring a lot of experience. <laughs> what, what do you say? Exactly. They Eric? have guys that have three cups. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What an idiot. He exactly. What, waits. Wait until he finds out that he has guys on the roster with three cups. He's the friggin' GM. What an idiot. <laughs> when I imagine that's similar to the scene when Lloyd walks out of the bar and sees the newspaper article about landing on the moon. Like, Hextall's walking through the team office like, we run three Stanley Cups! Yeah! Just raises his arms. Just, like, just starts shaking his head. Like, that's the only thing I picture. But, yeah, the <sighs> Jeff Carter, I I like him. He was solid in like 2008. Yeah, he was great on those Kings <laughs> running runs, and I hope he has a little little juice left in the tank. The Pens have him for the shortened season this year and then next year. And in terms of what they gave up, they gave a third this year, a fourth next year. It's conditional, and I still haven't seen what the conditions on that are. But if it's only one pick overall, I'm I'm fine with that. I'll live with that. So, yeah, it's not we'll bad. See. Could be worse. We could have gotten Milan Lucic, like somebody was trying to tell me in the parking lot on Sunday. Oh my god! What? I couldn't, I couldn't what? believe that on Sunday. Somebody was saying that they want they want Milan Lucic and because he's big. Which fair enough. I mean, we we're kind of missing a guy like Hornquist. Fair enough. It's it's a fair assessment. But Milan Lucic is the wrong guy. Yeah, don't want no, that dude on my no roster. Thanks. <laughs> don't Milan need to say much Lucic. about that. No, no. we don't want him. <laughs> I mean, God, guy, no man, guy, no. the guy, no, the guy should have retired two years ago. I mean, <laughs> I liked, I mean, I liked him. Uh, well, I didn't when he's like with Boston. him, but right when he was yeah. on Boston, you know, in the Cup run mm-hmm. stuff, and and he was know. a difference. Like he was a total factor then. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was bumping guys. He was kind of belligerent. He I could liked score. Him. 
yeah. but don't check him cleanly because that's that's a well, that's, cardinal dude, sin. Well, you got to remember, if you, look at, <laughs> if you look at like half of the fights in the NHL still, it's all because somebody got leveled on a clean hit. When it's a dirty yeah, hit, true. no one fights. I don't understand it. It makes no sense. But Milan Lucic, geez, that is... I can't think of a player so I would l- like like want less on my team than Milan Lucic right now. Like, like I can't... So I can't but, that, but look, they got Carter. And what did I tell you guys earlier? You put Carter in that that middle bumper position on the yeah. power play, and you have Sid and Gino, yeah, uh, left handers on the right wing side, just feeding him as a right hand shot in that bumper position. He'll score. You know, he'll get five or six power play goals here at towards the end of the regular season, and yep. then he'll be. You know he'll he'll be a hero on the power play in a couple yep. playoff games or something. You know, yeah. that's yeah, that's what that. for me as a non Pittsburgh fan, that's what he was brought in for. Yeah, and and maybe it is kind of that he won the two cups, so he kind of knows you know when your your team A is not expected to do a lot, but B kind of L A had only, to work for all that. He shit. only won two cups. He won two cups. The only Sid, thing, Sid, Gino, and Latang know more than him about winning they cups. Do, they have but three. I, I think. I think Jeff Carter. <laughs> hold on. I think Jeff Carter being in the L.A. market kind of like chilled out a lot, like versus his frat party days when he was in Philly. So right. I think when the guys in the locker room start getting all uppity, he's like, "Shut up! We're gonna go get beers after the game. Let's go score <laughs> some goals, and then that's it. Like something <laughs> like that. That's what <laughs> I'm. That's what I'm hopeful for." You'll see him break a stick over somebody's skull in the playoffs or something. I'll get all mad. He was probably getting some extra substances from uh, Mike Richard. Oh, really? (laughs) Come on. Come on. Really? Man. I had to say it. That's cold. Cold as ice. (laughs) You said worse. Who, me? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) absolutely correct absolutely totally truthful johnny hockey just scored against david riddick in ot who johnny hockey chronicles of riddick (laughs) yeah oh johnny riddick chronicles of riddick no i'm talking about riddick who the fuck is riddick he's big save dave yeah big Big save Save dave Dave. from calgary yeah they traded to toronto (laughs) that was actually tonight that was actually a big deal, oh. I think, for Toronto, yeah. considering Frederick Anderson's status, and they need they somebody. Still don't to, know. He's not playing, dude. Like I think he fucks something severely up, and they just don't want to see. Yeah, it. he's not playing, and Jack Campbell's lights well, out right now. So he's playing great. Yeah, Dave Riddick's a good goalie. They too. just need somebody to back think, him up. Yeah, I think that's good. I've been reading that guy's last name all wrong. Who Riddick? Riddich. Riddich. <laughs> Rich. Just Wait. say big save, Dave. You're not supposed to make fun of people's names, but you know. No, you're not. I've never done that, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> that's, that's also a lie. I have to go get the beer that I was originally going to open. Because these Thanks, go down John. really fast. How is it my fault? They produced more than one six pack for profitability. Like, yes, I'll be That's right back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
there's only six beers in the entire world, and Eric and Johnny <laughs> Eric both and got John one. Bought them all. Yeah, we bought them all. <laughs> here, here, you want to know something crazy, Aaron? Here you go. The top 13 all-time points a season are held by two players. You can guess <laughs> Gretzky and Lemieux. Lemieux. So Wayne's top season was 215, and that wasn't the year he got 92 goals. Lemieux's was 199. He also he had a 199-168. Guess who is the first one at number 14? Uh, 88-89. Nope. 88, 89, 155. 88, 89. I have no idea. Steve Yeiserman. Stevie Y. Stevie Y. All right. And then it's Damn. Espo. Espo, Bernie Nichols, also with Gretzky. That was a Gretzky effect. And then Yager. He had 149. I'm trying to see yeah. like someone who would have gotten insane. It. These guys okay. were putting up, these guys were putting up 200 point seasons. Like, how do you catch that? No. One guy was putting up 200 point seasons. All right. Yeah. <laughs> one guy was putting up one guy. One, <laughs> 99% of a 200 point season. So Gretzky, 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 had, Gretzky had four 200 point seasons and six other seasons, 160 or higher. Good Lord. So essentially, Gretzky from his rookie year until 93 had a good fucking chunk of his points. Terrorizing the Understandable. series. Understandable. Terrorizing. Yeah. And he ended up with what? 2,700? 2,800 points? Uh, something like that. Something ungodly. 2,856 points. And if you subtract his goals... 1,963 <laughs> if he just if he just, just passed the puck. Jesus Christ. He's got more assists than most people have games played. Even the highest like <laughs> games played guys don't even touch. Marlowe's going to pass Marlowe's going to pass Hall by the end of the season. Or how? Is he? Yeah, he's going to pass him. Mm-hmm. He has like 13 games left. So nice. Does he have enough skates left? <laughs> he doesn't have enough Does he have enough left. RBK 9K? He has no cups. <laughs> Uh, that's cold that's the other thing too by the pens getting jeff carter this marks like the 10th year in a row we got a guy in his 30s coming to us the <laughs> playoff run like again love. one year we had like three Aaron, guys in their 30s kovalev morrow brendan, yeah, brendan morrow. morrow he was the same year as again yep uh last year we had who we have last year Marlo. what about like Marlo. what about what about like fedotenko and uh satan well, Satan, they were there for the end of their career, wasn't it? They were. They got cups with us, though. They got a cup in '09. Okay, but they're still. Satan was on that team. Yeah, yeah. We got it. Yeah. They run didn't together. His, didn't you have his jersey? No, <laughs> I didn't. I had Sakura. Yeah. Right, <laughs> there we go. And there then he immediately got traded. Uh, <laughs> I had a Fantenko too. Immediately traded. <laughs> got a Kessel. Traded. <laughs> If I buy a jersey, the guy's gone. <laughs> Why didn't you buy a Jack Johnson jersey? He would have been traded sooner. <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to dignify him. <laughs> I should have just bought the jersey. You are so thrown it in the thrown it in the closet. <laughs> uh, now there has to be genuine interest behind the player. Like I like all the players that I bought their jerseys of, and then yeah, immediately on another team. <laughs> It's the Aaron effect. The Aaron effect, yep. What else we got? Do we want to talk about some embarrassing things that happened to us while we're playing? 
We could do that. We could bring up your uh, Although, no-handed uh, poke check. I, I need to hear other embarrassing things from other people other than me and you, Aaron. <laughs> oh, I'll start. I'll start. I don't care. I don't know how we work it in, though. You work Which one in. am I doing? I, I have so many. <laughs> well, we already talked about you breaking your leg because oh, yeah, the wind, yeah, yeah. The wind shifted. <laughs> We could we could do the uh, we could do the, <laughs> the wind the wind turned from a north to a northeast. Aaron quickly snapped his leg. Uh, I gotta watch out for those southeast zephyrs. Yeah, Aaron's leg snapped like a twig. <laughs> that chiller was pump, pumping air out. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> I got into the path of the dehumidifier and it just pulled oh, yeah. my leg apart. Pummeled <laughs> my bones. Well, I didn't take my calcium tablet that day, so it's already low. Yeah. Uh, all right, which which one did you bring up, Aaron? Because the one I was thinking of was the uh, the the Patrick Kane breakaway that you tried. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, I tried okay, my yeah. uh, dollar good. store Patrick Kane moves. <laughs> on a breakaway once where <laughs> I had I had so much time. I, I got the puck, I don't know, at the blue line or something like that. I had a million years. I don't even know if it was a game or a pickup or what. Doesn't matter. I got in close and I was thinking, okay, I'm just gonna wait until he goes down and then I'll shoot. Well it's not that a deer. never happened because <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad at moving the puck side to side, so he never went down. He just waited me out. I mean, it didn't help that he is a Capitals e-bug, so he's a pretty good goalie, but he made me look as silly as I was because he just, I just stood there. He just stood there and <laughs> waited for me, and he never budged. He he knew that I was going to fuck up before I got the shot off. And <laughs> that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Needless to say, I shoot on breakaways now. <laughs> yes. Never stick handle. Always just shoot. <laughs> just shoot. <laughs> shooter shoot shooter, shooter shoot. shoot what about yours though daniel you had a breakaway of note oh yes this, that uh, is spectacular breakaway <laughs> i think you got breakaway of the season and uh the somebody else on the other team got uh defensive play of the season well it actually wasn't him it was his stick wasn't it it was his stick <laughs> his yes stick got defensive play of the season so- he was actually on my team. <laughs> oh, it's even so, better. <laughs> so I, so we were we were in the offensive zone, and uh, something happened. We were kind of close by to each other. I seen him make a play on the puck, and the, the puck got out of our zone back into our defensive zone. In the process, he dropped his stick. I've, I saw him drop the stick, too, which is even the funniest part about the story. And... It didn't register in my mind that he didn't actually pick up his stick. So I'm going in, go down to the defensive zone. The puck kind of kicks back out to me, back to the neutral zone. I'm on a breakaway. And uh, needless to say, I didn't pick my head up. And you could tell because I ran (laughs) right into the stick on a breakaway. (laughs) The puck goes goes shooting into like the corner, like just complete foul. Like it was just (laughs) awful. And uh, they never let me live it down that whole season. Oh, hell no. And uh, still to this day, everyone, uh, every once in a while, someone will bring it up. And uh, I did. I did win an award that year, though. That was that was Absolutely. good. Absolutely. <laughs> well deserved. Yes. What about you, John? Uh, well, going back to yours really quick. Oh, yeah. Go say, back to mine. 
didn't didn't somebody say that outside of PPG Paints Arena, there's a really great <laughs> image of Lemuse splitting the D, you know, for one of his classic goals. And didn't someone say like there needs to be a statue of you falling over that stick? <laughs> 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 someone needs to commission a bust of Daniel just slipping over this stick with no name, something like that. <laughs> Hey, I'd go to the ribbing cutting of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd be down for that. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, still man. trip over the same stick? Like, no, I always pick my head up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Make sure there's a clear path to the net. Uh, <laughs> now, I think, I think for mine, the only thing that like I can really, con- I mean, I've made some like goofy passes. I think everyone does that. The only no, thing I can remember, this is, this is a few years ago. I was playing D and I was, coming back super hard on back check which doesn't happen often and <laughs> i kind of was going near the corner had somebody kind of lined up and i went in with my stick and they moved the last second well i misgaged kind of how close i was to the boards and i just as soon as he moved i had my stick in the same spot but i started turning my body not looking kind of like oh i'll grab my stick well next thing i know i felt like i got jousted like at a you know medieval times because i was <laughs> over <laughs> I actually oh. went in the air because the stick jammed into the boards and I had a oh, really awesome feeling. bruise That's uh, for a while because I jousted myself. It hurt like an SOB. I bet it did. That That's like the the oh shit moment. You know, you're going to the boards and your stick gets caught and you know what's about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and you just get, you know, impaled. Unless you don't see it happening. Unless, yeah, <laughs> unless you're getting impaled and <laughs> yeah, before you see it. I thought you were going to tell the story about when you got benched during the summer oh, tournament. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because you were so hammered from golf all day on Friday. Oh. Was that the strawberry you... incident? No, that was a Saturday. <laughs> I got benched on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, whatever it was. You were so hammered. And you, <laughs> and we were, play, we were playing you guys. And you tripped over... A like blue, center ice. I don't know if it was offensive blue line or defensive <laughs> blue line, but you tripped over that blue line and I face and slid planted. on your face yeah, to the yeah. other blue line. Thank God I have a cage. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. I kind of should have known something was wrong for two reasons. I remember in the locker room. I remember joking, "Man, this is a struggle." And think about it. You do you do something like that, like put on a hockey gear for like. Aaron knows about that. I know about that, yeah. A lot of stories about that. Like more times, <laughs> yeah, more times than you can count. And I was like, "This is a struggle." I go on the ice. I think <laughs> at I least shot, you finished putting your gear on and made it to the ice. Yeah, I think I shot. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think I shot like four pucks, and I remember going to kind of like our bench, going like, "Man, I kind of need to settle the hell down. Like, get your shit together, Johnny." And I looked at somebody and I said, like, hey, so-and-so, whatever. And they just kind of started laughing. I was like, what? They're like, that's not me. This is so-and-so. I forget who I said it. Like, I was so blind and out of it. I had no clue I was talking to, like, a hologram. So I took one shift, did the face plant. Like, I essentially was a curling stone for about 30 seconds during a hockey game. And then I just went back and sat on the bench. And I was like, I'm going to bench myself. And our team captain at the time just said, that's the smartest thing you've done all day. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, put this one in the books. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, thanks, everybody, for your support. Hey, before I lose your attention, though, go check out beersandalot.com. That's where you can get to all the stuff that we're involved with. Uh, you can get to our Discord from there, Patreon page from there. You can check out the Chesapeake Bay Lightning and their Bay to Bay campaign and help them get to Tampa. You'll find all our social media info there, too. Go check it out. Also, thanks again to Gooner for being our newest Patreon. We really appreciate your support, man. Thanks a lot. All right, y'all. Till next week. Till next week.